Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast. Before we get into it, just want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you, as always, by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with people that fit your audience. Small podcasters is the best way to make a buck while doing your show, and to do that, go to podgo.co at P-O-D go.co on today's episode we have some updated numbers on new pokemon snap sales lower than we thought and we discussed why that might be we have nintendo corporation talk which we get into nintendo's recent financial year which includes some major successes and what they're going to be branching to next and what time i think about that and then we discuss some smash Bros. hypotheticals i present tyler eight fighters in a bracket format and we discuss who will come out on top there as always, leave a rating and review if you enjoy the episode. It means a lot to the show. It helps us grow. And thank you guys so much for listening. As always, enjoy the show. Another episode of the Switched Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 39. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby. Colby, your room is uh, looks a little different from from my uh, perspective here. What's uh, how are you doing today on this this, uh, is this sunny day? Yeah, this is for those of you that watch the promos on Twitter. This is the last time you'll see me in this room ever <laughs> doing this podcast. It is. Uh, Friday's the day of reckoning as the final day we are in this house and then we pass it on to the family that bought it. So we gotta go on. Go, I know. I'm doing I'm doing alright as you mentioned. Uh, moving stuff has been a, been a whirlwind. But hey, school's over. More time for everything else in life, such as uh, work, work. Uh, personal life stuff, gaming, more importantly. <laughs> then been doing a golden deer run now where i just recruit everyone i just have recruited everybody so far and it's been it's been it's been good it's been fun it's been nice to just play that game rewind a little bit been going back between that and smash brothers back and forth and then i just got 10 free orbs for no reason this morning on farm heroes which is a great way to start the day all's good over here uh what are you up to buddy uh well yes i'm also enjoying the finer things in life like working and working some more and also gaming uh, I've been kind of going back and forth between Monster Hunter Rise, uh, grinding out materials and sets, and and getting some quests that I still didn't discover yet, which I forgot about. Uh, and also getting the boys to play some Apex Legends. Uh, oh man! Some of the boys from the pot from our our good podcasting friends, the Outcast and the Random Gamers Corner, uh, have decided to make the smart choice and. Uh, and devote some of their time to a little game called Apex Legends, and we have made a we made a podcasting club so that you know it's there for Colby when he inevitably gets to try it out. Uh, <laughs> but that I saw on Skype when I logged on. What did, what did you see on Skype? That when I, logged I, on? 
I saw a group chat that I'm in with you guys, and it just says cheese. Is that what that is? Oh, I, that, that's beyond my knowledge also. Whatever they're doing, that doesn't involve me right now. All right. All right. But I would not be surprised if if that word was thrown around in the Apex context because the new character Valkyrie has been a treat, but also is just, she has some straight cheese in her kit. Like she can fly around. She's got little scatter missiles and she can just, she's, she's super fun. I've been playing a whole lot of her. Uh, I've been, you know, when I can, because everyone is just foaming at the mouth to play uh, as the new flying jetpack character. So it's a little hard to get her in some games, but uh, that's probably what I'll be doing after this uh, recording anyway. So I'll be trying to do that. I also received those 10 free orbs on Fire Emblem Heroes. I finally got a duo Erica with good IVs, uh, a plus attack one, which is just the best I could have hoped for. So I'm finally free of that godforsaken banner. And I can move on to to better things, like the new Fallen banner that I'm now going to devote every single spare orb that I have to, uh, to try and get Fallen Aelgard because she just completely breaks the game, apparently. This game is just the p- definition of power creep. Like, yeah. every single new hero that they release is just stronger and stronger than the last meta. And I feel like she's going to keep going to infinity. We have, a, we have a character that has 70 base attack now at, like, plus 10 merge. And in, in Fallen, yeah. Dark Edgelord Dimitri, which is insane. That's, like, the highest number I've ever yeah. seen in this game. But It's, insa- it's insanity. Uh, as far as other gotchas go uh pokemon masters has had a few small updates uh we have some they're rerunning some legendary arenas with special challenges to make them a bit harder special limitations for instance you have to the current one is azelf uh we have to fight azelf and you have to do oh yeah you, you have trio azelf yes it, just azelf that's the only lake trio they've added so far i'm sure they'll oh, add more man. in the future though but the, the requirements are you have to win with at least, I think the way the best way I can describe it is you win with a team of all bug types, you win with a team of all people from Unova, and you win with a team of all people from, uh, or uh, all people who are gym leaders. So you have like themed teams that you have to build uh, in order to get these extra gems and challenges, which I think is really cool. Legendary Arena uh, is pretty, isn't super hard. Uh, depending on, you know, what units you have, obviously. But having those extra parameters has been a pretty nice challenge, and I hope they continue to do that with pre- with uh, Legendary Arenas coming in the future. But uh, sin- it's also funny, because since you have... You have to do these challenges with less than nine sync pairs fainting, and since there are three challenges of three, you can technically do it in one run. You just have to sacrifice two teams uh, of the two other... Um, categories and then beat it with the last one and then you can do them all at once i did not do that because that is a little above my pay grade but still <laughs> something cool in the other gotcha that i that i thought was interesting and wanted to mention also i am also saving up gems in that game for uh, a banner that has is a triple champion banner we got lance cynthia and steven uh coming in a in a banner that i want to that i want to try and get some uh, i want to try and get lance specifically because uh, he's a very powerful dragon unit, and I don't really have one of those. So, uh, yeah, that, those are my gotcha updates. Um, yeah, I, I think that's everything I've been doing. Basically, the same as how you guys left me last week. But uh, nothing's changed. Nothing <laughs> has changed. And, but uh, Colby, uh, 
Yeah, I hear you have you have a bit more to talk about than than I do today. So, yes, hit, I hit do. the audience with it. Following through on my promise to the people last week, we finally have some some updates anyway on new Pokemon Snap sales, and it happened like right after opening weekend numbers came out. Shockingly, the day our episode dropped last Tuesday. Here we are now, though, and new Pokemon Snap as of exactly a week ago. See, the, the that would be the third of May. It was seven hundred and forty-one thousand units. I don't know if that's only physical. I don't know if it's only digital. I don't know if it's a mix of both. I'm gonna assume it's only physical for now. Maybe I'll go back to the link and reread and see if I can find it. But honestly, a bit lower than I thought. Yeah. Smidge. Compared to the, maybe it's because the last game we talked about in this capacity was Monster Hunter, which just blew up the yeah, Nintendo like it was Switch three, three million copies in a week. Yeah, like something ridiculous like that. New Pokemon Snap, a game that like people have been talking about and wanting to get a get a remake. It did twenty years later, seven hundred forty-one thousand units. Just seems a little bit low. And I have seen gameplay on it. It doesn't look that exciting, to be honest. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I feel like I made the smarter decision not to pick it up because it really doesn't seem like the game for me personally. Agreed. Uh, but it's a little surprising, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure people could have some comments on like the, the state of the current gaming atmosphere and where Pokemon fans are at now. And, you know, Pokemon Snap isn't really as much of a novelty as it was before, I don't think. But... I don't know. It, it is a little. It seems a little small compared to some of the other huge heavy hitters that we've we've had of recent memory. Despite all that, though, it tripled Returnal's opening weekend numbers for the PlayStation, which is a game that has been getting rave reviews across the board. I saw. I've seen a little bit of that too on the uh, the good old Twitch, and that seems mm-hmm. like a a great uh, space space action adventure game right there. But this is a topic about Pokemon Snap. We we had it, I think, above like five million total. Uh, not off to a great start. Not off to respect, a blazing start. But no. It did tri- it did triple or quadruple original Pokemon Snap sales, which should not surprise anybody. Yeah, that that's just because that's just because the there are more to, Nintendo yeah. gamers around uh, that are yeah. interested in it. So that makes sense there. But yeah, and like and like you said earlier, gameplay wise, I just don't know. I think now that it's had it's had its time out in the limelight, it really is a game that you either like it or you don't. Like it's, it yeah. sounds so cliche, but it just seems so slow, and I hate slow-paced games. Yeah, coming, coming, coming from a coming from a three houses fan, but you coming know, like from a, games that are like that. Coming from a balls to the wall now pro Sephiroth Smash player, <laughs> cannot be bothered with the slow games. But I I, no. I understand that. It's it's definitely an acquired. It's got to be an acquired taste, but I'm just not willing to try it right now, to be honest. When there are other games that I can save my sixty bucks on, uh, mm-hmm. because you know you have this summer is just absolutely filled oh. with so many things, and uh, you know th- there's. I think I'm safe in saying that in in the coming two months, there's going to be a game that that every single yeah. person is going to want to buy at least one of them. So, yeah, I, I think I think Mario Golf's one of them. I'm I'm dying to play Mario Golf. Yeah, I, I figured Mario Golf would be yours. As I've mentioned in the past, Monster Hunter Stories Two is uh, probably yeah, going too. to be mine. 
Yeah, apparently there's also... I just realized there's more information coming about that game, too. Uh, there's PvP, apparently. So, like... So, player versus player mode? Yeah, you can you can fight in a Pokemon Monster Hunter battle, essentially, I think. Uh, I think it's up oh to four God. players, so it's like you can have a 2v2, like a multi-battle, like in Pokemon. Uh, or you can have oh, just a 1v1. It's interesting how I didn't realize this game would be super like multiplayer focused, but there's a co-op mode and a PvP mode, which is really cool. So again, only only strengthening my my desire to get that game when it comes out. But yeah, as you can see, as me immediately switching the topic to another game, Pokemon Snap has not really uh, dr- drawn me in and incentivized me to buy it. Uh, but I'm happy I, as far as I'm seeing the people who have it on Twitter. Uh, that have been yeah. posting all their cool pictures and and their meme pictures also uh, seem to be really enjoying it, which I'm happy for. Yeah, I'm definitely happy for that fan base. Like, it's funny saying, oh, I'm happy for the Pokemon fan base when they get something new, like almost every six months. But it's in true, this yeah. case, Snap fans, they, I'm happy. I'm happy that they have this game. Hopefully, it holds them over for however long, and hopefully, it does well enough to where the series can continue because the game looks beautiful and expanding yeah. and seeing more pokemon in that atmosphere might be might one day be able to pull players like you and i in but just doesn't seem that appealing right now at the moment meganium still looks great though box art legendary yeah i mean we have to box art legendary meganium we have to get some props for that i think i've been thinking about this what the next step for pokemon snap would be from here i think the next thing they could do that would be really interesting is they could go vr with it like a level, but like an advanced version of it. Yeah, like or or just like release the software for. I know they. I don't think they would do this, but. Well, I mean, some, look, that's a pretty, that's a unique idea. Like, I think that's the next logical step from here. To be honest, is make Pokemon Snap VR. And like you motion controls to throw the, the throw the Pokemon. Yeah, you can throw. I think that's definitely a. Yeah, that's that. That definitely, I think, would. Obviously, it'd be a lot more complicated to sell, and it might actually, it might even instead of just being like a normal console game, it might have less than this amount of sales that we've talked yeah. about. But I think that's that's a much cooler experience for Pokemon Snap. I was about to say maybe not from like a gameplay or like a business perspective, that would be the smartest choice. But I mean, if Nintendo wants to keep innovating, I think that'd be a good way to do it. Yeah, I think that definitely would be. It'd be a, definitely a new way to play Pokemon Snap. Might, for all the games that I can think of, that's probably the best one to give it a shot with. Because you're, yeah. from what I can tell in the gameplay, you're like stationary. All you do is turn the controller. Yeah, so you're just you kind of on rails. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking as well. And seeing my brother play his Oculus uh, all over the house uh, kind of inspired me to think about that. But. I don't know. I just think it would be a pretty seamless transition to put it on VR. Uh, it would be. Because you already have like the gyro controls. You can move the switch around to uh, position the camera. So I don't know. That's just a, a thought that I thought uh, would be fun to to bring up uh, if we talked about Pokemon Snap. Yeah. I, I I definitely agree. I don't know, like, if Nintendo, as far as, like, the VR game has been hitting it out of the park. Like, I don't know what the success of Labo is. I know your brother has it, but is yeah. it really? It's just cardboard. Uh, I mean, they've, he had sold- it. We actually don't have it anymore. I don't think. Oh. That, I, I think oh, that's right, probably well, a good I, indication of how it of how it went. I, there. I think that's I think it speaks for itself then, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Nintendo obviously doesn't have the best hard, like the the most advanced hardware compared to its uh, competitors in Sony and Microsoft. But I think a virtual reality Pokemon Snap 
game could be something that they could look into in the future. Obviously, we're talking years down the line because yeah. new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> but if, if history serves us right, we won't have a new Pokemon Snap for 20 years. I was about to <laughs> we'll say. Be, uh, we'll, be, we'll be 39 We'll be thirty nine and 40, respectively, when the new Pokemon we, Snap game We may get up. one more Pokemon Snap game in our lifetime from now. Yeah. Yeah, we might. But yeah, that, that was my promise to people that I would update you guys on the Pokemon Snap numbers, and I've fulfilled that promise. And I don't know when, when we will talk about Pokemon Snap next, if ever. But True, yeah. Yeah, there you guys go. Now, we're going to get into some uh, some, corp, some corp talk, big Nintendo oh. Corporation talk. Oh no, the because, big biz, big biz uh, talk? Oh yeah, we're, put, we're putting the games aside, and we're talking biz, we're talking numbers, we're talking uh, finances, we're talking oh, all that stuff. All Get right. your econ hats on, folks. Ready. This is a feature. This is a feature by our boy Thomas Whitehead at a Nintendo Life. Okay. <laughs> Nintendo had a spectacular year and may have big plans. Monster profits, big R&D spend, and broader moves in entertainment. Some of this we touched on last week, but for the most part we didn't. Um, he basically starts this off by saying, if you want a very brief summary of the current status of Nintendo finances, uh, rich, he just says wealth, they're wealthy. The Nintendo yeah. had a very, very uh, big year, and we're going to get into why, the, obviously, just the hardware that they put out, uh, second to none. But yeah, here we go. Nintendo, this past year, uh, so from last, so when the fiscal year, I believe, starts in, it's like March, it's March to March is, I think, how they do it. So over the course of the last financial year, Nintendo spent 93.2 billion yen, which is $815 research and development, which is a record. Now, research and development, from what I've read on gaming, it's just like looking in the engines, basically improve, just improving the hardware itself, seeing how they can get it better. And come to think of it, I think a lot of this, maybe a good chunk of this comes from them beefing up the online servers. Which you've had the experience to try out with Monster Hunter Rise, I believe. Yeah, I I guess I suppose that is true. That that it, that does exist on physical servers. So it, through that definition, yeah, that's probably uh, a good a good educated guess right there. Another good um, another good assumption. It could be that this is because they are trying to look at what they can do to make the Nintendo Switch Pro. If we're talking about an enhanced Nintendo Switch system. What they can do to make that better than the one they have now, which is going to be a tall task because the one they have now is still selling just like rapid fire. I was about and to say, the more, yeah. And the more and more I see it, because you see these Switch Lite variations, you see these Switch variations, they're basically just selling the same console but just putting in different colors and themes. I don't know if we're going to get a Switch Pro for another year or two, honestly. Yeah, right now I really don't think we need one, to be honest. People are saying that, uh, you know, through the grapevine of Twitter, uh, yeah. that they... They wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Switch Pro at E3, and I don't think Nintendo historically has done like Console hard hardware reveals at E3. I think it's strictly like a gaming thing, like a software sort of. I uh, imagine reveal. it stays the same. Yeah, I imagine they keep true to form. Yeah, there. I mean, if again, if Breath of the Wild Two is going to be like the the hallmark of the new Switch Pro era, twenty twenty three title, baby. Yeah, exactly. Which some people are claiming it'll be. You know, they might want to show it off as best as possible, so they might also kind of tangentially reveal the Switch Pro. That's well, the theory I've seen. But just, just going off of just going off the rails here a little bit. Did you see that one tweet that said they're not going to give us Breath of the Wild two until we've discovered everything in Breath of the Wild? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that barrel rolling thing has been making the rounds. I had just no, no idea. idea. I didn't even know you could push barrels over. <laughs> I, I don't. 
I don't know. Do the devs know what they created with that, and that's why it's taking so long? Like, if that's the case, like, I'm perfectly okay with it. I've never been more okay with the game taking its time more than yeah. this. But I mean, yeah, if they're, I assume it'll be you know quicker because they're reusing you know they're reusing. they're reusing a lot of you know Hyrule's assets, so they don't have to completely make them from scratch like they did before. So it's not like we're gonna get a knock on wood. It's not like we're gonna get a delay a game that's delayed for four years or something for anything. But I don't know. I I just don't know. I don't know either. I Back feel to like, the, yeah, we'll, we'll, that's not what this discussion is about. The, the, E3, the E3 episodes in a few weeks. Don't worry, guys. E, that's true. We're coming up on it. So, yeah, uh, we'll, our, we, can this, wait, the, we can wait. This podcast's first E3. Oh, that's true, because you didn't even have one. This pe- Wow. 2019, we didn't have... 2019, we were in August, the podcast, and then last year, we didn't even have one. So we get to get the suits and tie... We get to break say, the suits and tie out, baby. That's true. We got to dress... That's going to be a an occasion to remember. Oh, so. my God, it is. Anyway, back to... Anyway, the, yeah. Anyway, back to... Back, back to the big biz discussion. Back to uh, ties and finances. <laughs> Again, one more thing that he points out in this is that, you know, the Mario Kart Live home circuit thing, the... Uh, there could be a reason why they have the R&D cost. And maybe there's finding more ways. I Because I, I got the Iwata book. Uh, I don't know if I said this on the podcast. But I got and read the Iwata book. And, like, his goal with the Wii was to, like, expand the gaming population. I'd say they succeeded oh, yeah. with how big that console is and how many, cat like, quote-unquote casuals you got just playing those games. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the art, maybe a lot of that, too, is they're just trying to find ways to, like, his vision is to grow the gaming landscape. Because the Switch, it's on track to be the most, like, Second most successful console Nintendo's had. First, if you want to, if you want to say the DS is its each own thing re-released. Yeah. The, the only, the only real, the only left domino has left to fall is the Wii, obviously. And maybe this is their way of with the motion controls or with the friendly games or with Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. It all falls under the same umbrella of how can we get casual people who don't really play video games that much? How can we get them into it and maybe get their families into it and stuff like that? And Nintendo's always made that a priority, and they've just succeeded at it over the years. Would Nintendo Land count as research and development, or is that the would theme they park? be completely separate separated from these stats? Um, I'm looking here. I feel like honestly, if it was included in these stats, it'd be a lot bigger. I think so too. So yeah, it's probably its own thing. Never mind. Ignore me. Yeah, 880 million on R and D, which is a record. And they had a ten point. It's a ten point eight in percent, ten point eight percent increase over the previous year, which is a lot in a big finance talk. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on from R and D. Still in the still in corp talk. Uh, we talked a lot about this last week. Uh, the Mario movie may just be the beginning of them looking into uh, animation projects. We talked about this with a bunch of TV shows and movies, and we talked about this with uh, what shows we'd see, what IPs, and mm-hmm. the editor of the in light of this. The editor of Netflix, Castlevania, discusses like he's basically just like, dude, like we just want to crack at this. Like we just want to do, we want to do this so badly. Mm. Like, and he said that there's a there's a precedent for it because the what's this guy? Uh, let me find the guy's name. That'll make it easier. All oh right. my goodness. Uh, Dave, I think David Howe. Yeah, David Howe. He was he's the editor on the Castlevania animated series on Netflix. Castlevania and Smash. So maybe one day. I was about but, to say one day. Yeah, he said that the precedent for it is because they have there's Ocarina of Time manga that they've already so they've already adopted it for manga format and like you said last week there's Splatoon manga there's a lot of manga out there in Nintendo in Nintendo Land there 
Sure, and he said for him personally and a lot of people he's talked to, whenever the rumors of a live action Zelda Netflix show up, obviously we're pumped. At the same time, we're always like, I feel like this work better as an anime. I agree. I don't, I don't want to speak for my coworkers, but if you look around the office at Powerhouse Animation, we're all nerds. We're all huge fans of Zelda and Metroid. I feel like anyone would chomp at the bit to make a show like this. We did, did we dance around it a little bit last week with like, oh, what? Like, let's just not start with the obvious one, Zelda. Yeah. Uh, Zelda would absolutely be better as an anime. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because as you said last week, I think anime would be a much easier way to make the protagonist, a.k.a. Link, an interesting character. Yeah. It'd be hard for like an actor to... It'd be hard to get a, a mainstream actor and be like, okay, just your job just is to don't. not talk. Just hi Okay, so here's your line, all right? Here you go. Take some <laughs> breathing exercises. You fucking gets, scream when you swing that sword, all right? Gets, gets the script, just hi just link hiya and then do some backflips and go huh, huh. yeah it's that'd be a, that'd be a tall task but yeah but I mean, regardless i would pay to see tom holland try that out though remember that rumor i oh my god do i ever tom holland is link oh my god i would be okay watching him try to do that yeah i think so too but uh, all right regardless that would get my girl that would get my girlfriend to watch uh, a zelda if it was uh, animated? They, no, if if Tom Holland was in it. Oh, okay. Well, then looks like she's out if it's animated. I was about to say, she's... To- no, I mean, if it's also anime, she would also be interested uh, regardless. So, there you go. You already got one. You already got a few a few customers ready. There you uh, go. Yes. Netflix. Yeah, three customers if you want three. to make this. I mean, Brock would totally watch it too, right? All right, I think like four all the- customers. <laughs> and then the random podcast, guys. We got six, six the- customers. <laughs> The audience is there, you know? Just make yes, it for it us. Is. It's great. All, all six of us. Just reading off this article a little bit. If there was any doubt about Nintendo's interest in this area, a smaller line in the financial results may sell the matter. It was confirmed Nintendo was nominating Illumination founder Chris Melandandri as an outside director, which will likely be ratified in June. Coming up. To be clear, outside directors typically brought on board to advise and guide on key topics, which melandari can certainly offer illumination is the company producing the mario movie having developed a number of successful anime movie brands such as despicable me but from what i've read into that they're strictly just like animating it and if this is true this will be the first guy's name i've seen that actually has input on like the story because apparently miyamoto's making the story and there's a lot of jokes saying that there's going to be zero story because all mario games have no story whatsoever which is a good point because i have no idea what the story's going to be for yeah a mario I mean... movie because Mario can't really talk either, to be honest, or at least not much. Well, he has a—I think he has a voice, like the animated no, he does. show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like Link. It's not like Link at all. He, n- not entirely in the games. It is because yeah, he has very few lines in the games. If you're going to Super Mario Super Show, you have to make him like rough and tough Brooklyn accent Mario. <laughs> thug, thug Mario. I was about to say, hey there, paisanos, uh, <laughs> Mario. So, oh my god, I'm having flashbacks. I know, right? Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. They would have to take a lot of pages, I think, from... Uh, I think the best story they could do would probably be taking a lot of beats from the Mario and Luigi RPG series. I, I, I think so, too. Because I think Paper Mario might be a little too detached from the actual Mario kind of style. I think Mario... That, that, is, a, that is a side series, technically. Yeah, I mean, Mario & Luigi is its own RPG side story as well, but I think it's the most likely sort of tone or story complexity that they could go for for a movie. Mm -hmm. Because 
I don't. If you're just making a movie on one of the mainstream like Mario games, I don't think that's possible. To be honest, but I think I don't even know what game you do it off of. Yeah, the original Mario Bros. would be a t- like a thirty-minute movie. Uh, <laughs> that's great. But I think Mario and Luigi, that would be the kind of series they could take a lot of inspiration from, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, again, that's another one that has really good writing. It's got a lot of uh, unique characters. Uh, the characters that you know, the main characters, you know, besides Mario, you know, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, you know, they're all a bit more fleshed out in those games, so that that could give you know, obviously, actors a bit more uh, breathing room with them. So, if I had to put my money on it, I'd say that would be the tone I'd be expecting. That'd be the kind of like, again, story detail and uh, sort of character dialogue tone that I would go for for that movie but i mean miyamoto could just pull something completely crazy and and stun me so yeah i don't it's gonna be a kids movie obviously and so i don't know what the the story can't be too complex because your audience is i believe like kids like uh, uh, people like us we're gonna see right through it i would assume like a lot like the sonic movie was for kids the sonic movie was very safe and it works very well and i think that they're gonna do the same thing here where it's just gonna be a safe story it's gonna be a safe plot don't really take any chances anything like that and we're not going to get like as far as an extensive cast of characters go like i don't think we'll see a daisy i don't think we'll see a wario i don't think we'll see a waluigi that's later down the line I, i'd love to see them but i don't know <laughs> what what if it's just what if it's just like not even like the main what if it's just mario golf or something the story <laughs> <laughs> they drop the trailer and mario <laughs> mario's on the pitch I was about to say, what if it's like the Mario sports game or something? It's like it's a sports movie, but with Mario. Oh my god, maybe. I mean, I could, I, I could, I, I have no problems with that either. Would you watch a Mario version of like Blindsided? Yes, I would. Oh my god. It's then you could Mario. have Daisy and Waluigi because they're yeah, the sports they, game characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have good, they have cool renders for the sport game. It's a Mario Kart movie. <laughs> I'm the first one that I'm the first one that theater. I was about to say that you're the you're 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 waiting overnight for that shit. Oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm camping outside Regal. Uh, apparently it's opening back up, which is I heard. Yeah, I I honestly just in time for the Black Widow. Really. I I definitely thought that place was done. Like that whole area near where we live, that mall yeah. area is just going downhill so fast. The theater does pretty well though. I think. I mean, obviously COVID rocked it to its. I was core, about to say but... it, it got. Mega rocked. Yeah, got uh, last year. Matt, yeah, so. it's gonna be twenty-seven dollar popcorn bins. Honestly, surprised it's still standing. But again, tangential. Uh, Mario movie. I think it'll be good. I, I want to watch it. I, I, yeah, I want to see it too, just to see where the base is for Nintendo animated project. I mean, projects. that's that's gonna be the motivation for probably most people. I think. Yeah, like okay, what is Nintendo capable of? Yeah. What 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 did Miyamoto get that giant brain of his involved in? Ah, uh, Miyamoto, man, love right. it. Finally, the last topic of a corp talk. Mm-hmm. Tyler, uh, older titles outperform new releases in the past year of Nintendo. When reflecting on the last financial year, it's possible that in between gleefully rolling around in moans of crisp banknotes, Nintendo will reflect on minor disappointments with new game releases. Uh, but before we get into my disappointing minor game releases, between first and third party sales for software, uh, 230.88 million units. That is up 37% from last year. Uh, so, Jesus Christ. Uh, Nintendo is making money. Nintendo is doing all right. Yeah, they're doing okay. 
Now, as far as new releases go, uh, there was the the number one game of Nintendo last year was a new release. Uh, you probably guessed it by now. I've given you enough time to. It's Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Course, is the best yeah. sale. Is the best seller. Uh, it had it just crushed all across the board. It's number two best selling game on the Switch. Like no shock there. But older titles that did well. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, no shock here either. No, over 9 million sales. Now it is officially discontinued. I say discontinued very lightly because it's yeah. still... It, it, physical copies are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury in only has 5.6 million sales despite only arriving in February, which is pretty solid. Yeah. Then it's, then it's a bunch of older titles, rank, such as Rainford Adventure, uh, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Party, which just got an update. Um... <laughs> Oh my god. And then they then added get, online. They added multiplayer to Super Mario Party. This listen, two year old games getting updates, uh Fire Emblem was in that range. That's true. The the much delayed DLC for Fire Emblem. Yes, the, the much the second DLC being delayed two years later. It's an actual time skip. We had to wait. Anyway. Mixed uh he says here mixed fortunes for other um for other games uh franchises here. We've we've talked this game to death. Age of Calamity, three point seven million sales. That's a record for Muso series. That's a record for a warrior style games. Muso is technical technical term. Uh, mm-hmm. Say all you want about three point seven million sales. It's a record. It is the king. Uh, say what you want about that too. But regardless, that's still successful. That's still really good. Three million sales for Clubhouse Fifty One Worldwide Classics. Fifty one games in one can't beat that. And Paint Mario the Origami King also at a little bit over three million. Not great, honestly. For uh, actually, I say I take that back. Paper Mario: Origami King. When I look back on, it, not a great game, but th- over three million sales. Still, nothing to really scoff at. That's still pretty solid, especially for like the. Just looking back on Origami King, just such a weird, a uh, weird timeline with that. It gets like a shadow drop trailer and then releases like a month later. Oh, that's true. That was the one where like, oh, this is how Nintendo's going to handle game releases uh, In COVID, for this year. Yeah. But really, they. They didn't really stick to that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely an interesting... Uh, that it was, it, was, it was an interesting scenario for that game in particular. 1.5 million copies for Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is solid considering the fact that, as he puts it, it's a niche IP for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right now it is, but I feel like it could they want its they, way up. They, they want it to be mainstream. I think that's obvious. Yeah, people... I, I see people, like, lambasting it all the time on on social oh, media, Pe- but... People, that has a huge fan base. Well, not almost a huge. Their fan base is very loud. Yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of, like, their defenders are out there. I feel like... I feel like it's going to climb its way up, to be honest. To be a mainstream... I don't know if it'll reach. It's not going to reach Splatoon levels. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I mean Splatoon is probably it, Splatoon is ginormous, but I don't know. I think it stands to grow substantially. Uh, I mean, we just had Pirate Mithra and Smash, which you know, Smash is a fantastic advertisement oh, for yeah. games. Uh, so I think Xenoblade could stand to to gain a lot in the coming years. It needs a solid. It needs another solid entry. It does. Like, it needs it needs a solid entry that appeal that like is able to get a a big appeal, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, because uh, they have what definitive Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, great game. Played it myself. Xenoblade Chronicles X, I know next to nothing about. 
Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles 2, I think, got a bad rap when it first came out, but now that time has gone on, people look back on that game more fondly. Again, yeah. could that be received by us as a Pyramithra? I don't know. But regardless, people still like to seem like they like that game. And yeah, they, whatever Xenoblade, I'm assuming there'll be a Xenoblade Chronicles, definitive, not definitive, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, whatever yeah. that'll bring. And maybe. Who just, who, who knows? But this is the interesting one, though. Mario Kart Live Home Circuit sold 1.27 million. What do you think Nintendo thinks about that? Success or failure? When did it first come out? I think October. October is when it came out. Ooh. <laughs> 1.27 1.27 million cuz that was like their big quote unquote holiday release, I think, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was closer to that time, yeah, but I'm not sure if uh, I don't know. Cuz that, that seems like a, that seems like a pretty big investment. It does. I mean, you have the cars with like the cameras in them and all that. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they're OK with that, to be honest. I mean, I this is Nintendo either. we're talking about. So, you know, that's not me saying like, oh, six, like six digits. What a <laughs> what a disaster. But, you know, it's Nintendo that this they're they're shipping out like 30 million copies of of a an animal uh town simulator so i don't know i don't think i don't think that's up to the bar that they probably would have wanted yeah no not for the investment they probably made i'm not saying i'm not saying they lost money but as far as like the mario kart name they probably thought that could have propelled it to a lot a little bit more yeah i think that's a good that's a good uh prediction there i i don't know I, i don't think it was up to their to what they thought it was going to do. I don't think they were planning for it to do too much better than it did. Like, I'm not saying, yeah. they're like, oh, this is going to ship 10 million units. But I think they would, I think maybe around 2 million, maybe a bit over 2 million is maybe what they were, they would have expected. Yeah, like right on the same levels of Paper Mario and what other game do we talk about? The Clubhouse 51. Yeah, I think... It's not really a game, though. That's the thing. It's not, it's true. Even still, I think they expected it to do a bit better, considering Mario so Kart 8 is the best-selling game on the game Switch. Up. Yeah. Uh, you know, then again, there's obviously way less content in that experience than even just in Mario Kart 8. Yeah. You're really buying it for the novelty, so... Mm. I don't know. I honestly don't know what they expected. I'm not sure if this is right on the money, to be honest, but I feel like they probably expected a bit more. Yeah, I, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but when you're making, uh, when you're when you're when your game sales are increasing by thirty seven percent from year to year, you can afford to take some chances. And I think Mario Kart Live Home Circuit was a chance. And honest to God, I think it missed its window because that, like October November, I don't want to say it was like close to the end of COVID, but as far as like the heat of COVID, it was kind of drawn to a close. If this came out in June, July, August, maybe it's a bigger hit because when it's just it's the quote-unquote new mario experience and i'm not sure the home circuit is it's a cool concept but it's like it's a, it i think after 20 minutes you're like okay I've, I've maximized this to my full potential to go along with uh the labo and home circuit and what i don't know what else nintendo's done as far as like uh, kind of like switch extensions uh not bad in a high percentage i'm willing to say that's at the moment anyway right sorry i I got a notification on Twitter that oh, wow. I was looking at. Uh, 
Do you remember <laughs> way back in the ancient times of the Pokemon 25th anniversary uh, when that was still going on? Remember how they wanted all those musical artists to do the, all those things? Oh, no. What happened? Well, no. Like, oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Wasn't Katy Perry one of them? Exactly. There's a new update on that. Uh, oh. Katy Perry put out a, a playlist on Spotify, and the first letter of each song spells electric soon. And then oh, Pokemon, what? the official retweeted Pokemon Twitter it. account retweeted it and said, we can hear the thunder in the distance. Is, is the, is the pod, is this playlist out? I believe so, yes. It's called oh, Monday. Man. It's just called Monday Playlist. There's a bunch of her songs, but they all spell out electric soon. Katy Perry gives me like Elise vibes from Unova, that electric gym leader. Elisa? Yeah, Elisa. Yeah, the uh, the electric gym leader. I I agree. The Zebstrika. Zebstrika. I definitely agree. Uh, I think looks like I know what. uh, Maybe if I can not get copyright strike, we can play one of the songs on the podcast. Yeah, but the podcast gets annihilated immediately. It, It wasn't like. There were, like, a whole bunch more musicians that were supposed to do that, like, uh, artists and such. Yeah, they said they are going to celebrate it the whole year. I don't, I don't know. I guess that's true. I, I, I didn't realize it would take this long, you know? Is yeah, it going like, to take this long for every single other artist that they have to, dude, to do dude, their po- stuff? Post was in freaking... Post was in. Post was, February. like, day one ready. Was in February, man. Yeah, but... I'm typing Katy Perry into Spotify right now online. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how Spotify works, but the official Pokemon Twitter seems to confirm it. So we're probably going to be seeing the. I hope they do more with like actually incorporating Pokemon into it than than posted. I'm not saying make a song about Pokemon or anything. I'm saying like do I what post. They animated stuff though. That was cool. No, I thought that was cool too. I just wish that like the one song that Post did for Pokemon was only want to be with you and they incorporated some ecrutique city music into it but i it want like, to see more i want to see more of that i was about to say it was like two times in the whole song i feel i feel like if they're gonna do this they gotta do like the whole thing like make the entire background beat of the song all pokemon music oh tyler i mean they don't they don't have the money they don't have the money to do that uh, don't they what sorry where, where do they rank on the uh on the scale again i, I forget oh. I don't know, fifth? Like, uh, yeah, behind, like, uh, what, Star Wars or something? I don't yeah, know. Hello Kitty's just trouncing you right now. Yeah, I know. Pokemon, <laughs> you know, Pokemon's a small indie company, actually. Yeah, stop stop, stop cheaping us, Pokemon. Give us what we want. Give us the Ecrutique Post Malone soundtrack. Give us the Ecrutique rap battle between oh my God, please. Post between and Katy Perry. Oh, my God, please. But, yeah, I, 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 there's no playlist out, but, yeah, you're right. It does spell Electric Sound. I just saw it on Spotify myself. I don't know when that's coming out. I, I kind of lost interest, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's something that I'm probably still going to tune into. There have been a lot of tangents in this episode. We got completely off track. Yeah, don't 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 let that change. Don't let that straight uh, forget. Let you forget that they just did absolutely nothing for Zelda's anniversary. Zero. They didn't even tweet they about really it. Really didn't do anything. E3, they can redeem themselves, but we'll see. Actually, wild. Anyway, Skyward, Skyward Sword July, but. Uh, yeah, that's all I have on a big corp talk as far as Nintendo goes. Uh, uh, always nice to spice it up a little bit. I believe like our third episode, we talked about like, the Switch's longevity, and we said 
two like almost two years ago. Oh my god, that oh, it was like shit. it was like seven eight years, and we're already halfway through. We're looking our predictions looking pretty good. I was about to say our predictions getting there. Yeah, yeah, well, we're we're looking really really hot right now. But Tyler, I texted you, I um I texted you that I had a I had bracket. I had brackets to uh, you did yes the the, the bus bias time with because I I was driving my dad and I met my grandmother for lunch and we had to drive for like an hour and I started like thinking oh what we can do to buy some time on the podcast today and I say buy some time very lightly but I was like oh I'll make a bracket and then I lied to you I actually made two brackets and I'll let you pick which one we do oh so we get to save the next one for another filler we can we can talk about both if you want to we've right, we, have the, just... we have the time. But well, which one we talk? Up. Which one we talk about first is the topic. I okay. I did not lie to you in this regard. They are both Smash Brothers related. Oh, okay, got the it. First one though is just I picked random fighters. I I picked evenly matched fighters in my opinion, and we're gonna have them fight each other and Smash in the context of Smash Brothers lore, and we'll see who wins. And okay. the other one literally is just Smash Brothers things. It's just Smash Brothers things. Yes, you we we were just going to vote based on smash brothers things so what do you want what do you want to start with character versus character or just smash brothers things i'm definitely curious about (laughs) smash brothers things but i feel like we should save that as like a climax then you got to build up to that i feel like that's gonna be big so i I think we'll go with characters first all right i have eight characters i do this on my instagram so this is where i get the motivation from we have eight characters here. Oh, you did on your Instagram? Did I completely miss that? No, I mean like the the, the whole bracket. Oh, you just do these on, on your Instagram. Yeah, that's yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The one it. seed, the one seed in our tournament, and not the seeding doesn't really matter, but the one seed is the Umbra Witch Bayonetta. Okay. Versus. Hang on, let me get the let me get the nickname. I have the nicknames up too. Versus the Blue Blur Sonic. Oh. Was this, because of that fan, from, was this because of that fan art that you saw on Twitter? No, I'm, no, I'm just literally, I just literally thought of. Oh, okay, okay. Of, yeah, the, uh, Sonic's um, Japanese nickname is the world's fastest hedgehog, and his European title is Speed in his is his game. That's a pretty strong one. But that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Regardless, the first matchup: Bayonetta, the Umber Witch versus the the Blue Blur himself, Sonic in Smash Brothers lore. Tyler, who would win this one on one? All right. Well. Let's, let's talk about notable accomplishments for <laughs> for for these two combatants here. All uh, right. So Bayonetta doesn't really do much because in Smash Four there wasn't really a story mode. Uh, but she did win win in quotations the Smash Ballot. Uh, <laughs> I was reading about that the other day. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy about the Smash Ballot. Yeah, uh, but. I guess, you know, Sakurai says Bayonetta won. So, she was first in Europe, I believe, and top five in the States. She, I was say, she, was, she was first, or like she was top five in realizable characters. So that yeah. means all the Gokus and Shreks that were miles above her were discarded. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that alone. Miles. Miles above her. Miles above. Shrek. Uh, <laughs> that alone is good. Yeah. That's good. She has the power. I think she has the power of friendship behind her. I think, you know, she has won the hearts of the people in more ways than one. Oh, yeah. Between these two, the devs definitely back. Uh, definitely back. Bayo. I was about to say, if we're talking about competitive Smash lore, Bayonetta, both of these characters are actually very, very highly debated on. Yes, their they are. Annoyingness. Sonic more being just annoying 
and Bayonetta being obviously in Smash 4, the meta, the only meta, because she was just that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she 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 is one of the very few fighters to be. Uh, the Twitter had Twitter on its knees begging for a nerf. In begging Smash for 4. a nerf, it's true. But you know, Sonic in Smash Ultimate again, he's able to do devastating amounts of damage despite his entire move set basically being spin dash. There's a YouTube different. video dedicated to what can get through Sonic's forward smash. Yeah, I know. Just the giant fist, the giant hedgehog fist. Yes. Uh, but you know, let, let's move on to Sonic. Okay, what's Sonic. on Sonic? What's on Sonic's Smash resume? Oh my God! Uh, um, he fucking smashed Taboo's wings effortlessly. Oh my God! With ease. With ease. Like he, I, I'm wondering how. See, better the, late than never for Sonic. By this, the way, no, this it is the thing. Not appear until the final ten minutes of the story. This is the thing. This this cocky bastard. All right, he's the fastest thing alive. He was probably there the whole fucking time watching these guys get statued. So- and paralyzed by by all the forces of darkness and statute again (laughs) he didn't do anything he didn't do anything to help and he because he knew he was waiting for his opportunity to to save the nintendo for for the irony that was the sega character saving the nintendo universe who's the ragtag team it's ddd luigi and lucas that saved the day right it's true because ddd had the uh he had the, 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 the badges, badges yeah, that the badges. somehow reversed the statue forms. Yeah, Sonic but, would have been perfect. Like, he was the only one left to save the world. <laughs> that would have been perfect. But, again, like, alas. the only thing that you need to do to undo the statue is touch the base of it. Yeah, Sonic being the fastest thing alive could have done that in a, in a snap of a finger, but mm-hmm. he didn't because he is just a cocky son of a bitch in Smash yeah. Brawl. He wanted to watch Mario die twice, and he He, did. he wanted to savor savor the struggle so that he could just come and make all of their efforts trivialized by, so, again, somehow destroying the god of subspaces butterfly super wings with a single spin dash. He didn't even he didn't even do two spin dashes. He just did one continuous one and broke both of his wings with ease. Sakurai played uh, Sakurai played 06 and he's like, oh my god, I gotta fix this. He's like, alright, he I gotta make up for this. He did. I gotta, help, I gotta help this guy. He helped him. I guess, wow, there were, there were only two <laughs> there were only two third-party characters in Smash Brawl, one of which got several several cutscenes of screen time, the other of which got five seconds of screen time. Of him saving which, the day. <laughs> of him literally being the solution to the problem. He's also seemingly the only one who got under Taboo's nerves. Yeah. Like, Taboo was pissed. Oh, he was not happy. He was hurting. Like, all the other times, like, Taboo's just, you know, stoically sitting in the freaking fetal position or whatever he does, just floating yep. in his little space black hole. Yep. And then Sonic comes along, you know, wags his little finger, does a little twirl, uh, and he just goes completely ballistic, which, you know, not an easy thing to do. Like, Sonic is so annoying that a god is got fed up with his shit. So... I think I know I, what you're voting for here. I, I think I gotta go, just for the sheer snarkiness... Of this Smash movie. Brothers lore, keep in mind. Yes, in Smash Brothers lore, you know, I, I feel like I feel like Taboo could waste Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta, I, as far as like in her context, she's like her 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 breed, the Umber Witch is like they kill gods for a living. Is what it's true, it. it's true. But this is Smash Bros lore. Yeah, it's true. It's Smash not. It's not. It's not game versus game. It's Smash, in the world of Smash Brothers, and uh, Bayonetta has been nerfed. I can't say that about Sonic. I was gonna say Bayonetta got nerfed. It seems like Sonic got buffed between you know between games so he's actually pretty good now if not just insanely annoying but honestly the power to get under someone's skin 
That's impressive. Especially in Smash, that's super powerful. Doesn't matter how good you are, if you can get under someone's skin. If you can uh, make someone rage quit, you have value. Yeah, you, I was about to say, that's a free win for you. So I'm, I'm going to go with, with Sonic on this one. I'm sure Brock will be happy about that. Yeah. Uh, go with Sonic I, for this. I, I actually really am, I really want to play Bayonetta one day. Like, I yeah. really, really do. I, like, whenever Bayo 3 comes out, I'm definitely getting that day one. I'm really, I really want to try out that franchise. But Smash Brothers lore, I can't. The fact that Sonic is such an arrogant prick that he waited until the last <laughs> second of the story yeah. to save the day because he's such an asshole. I gotta give. I gotta he got away with it too. And he got. No one got said. Yeah, yeah, he did. And if you picked him first, Taboo probably sent him to the moon because that <laughs> Taboo has one move that just sends like 138 damage. You die immediately. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. yeah, regardless, uh, as far as story goes, I'd love to see more Smash Bros. lore stuff. Uh, Sonic, Sonic gets the win here. Yeah, our Sonic's second. It's a battle of two DLC characters. This is this is gonna be hard. Okay, go ahead. The Ashen Demon Byleth. Okay. Versus World Crafter Steve. Oh, okay. So, all right. No, we can't really do notable accomplishments for this one because no, they they weren't even in World of Light. Like they well, they weren't even like obtainable characters. Or okay, so I guess the only thing we can do is a Smash Bros. A lore, one hated the other adored. <laughs> True, but I think we gotta we gotta consider this, right? Yes. Steve, canonically, if we're talking about his his transfer from his game to Smash, massively nerfed. Mm-hmm. Massively nerfed, because his blocks deteriorate. Like he can't build. To the same degree that he does in his home game, yeah. If and if like if, you know, yeah. From from game to game, Steve maybe more so than any other character is nerfed. Yeah, like from his home game, like Steve is literally the god of his world of wherever he is. Yep. He he can meld the the world around him to his liking, but yeah. in Smash, he can he can he can really just obstruct. He, he you know he he blocks he. He defends and he is able to set up really complicated traps. You know, he, he's kind of like the Pac-Man big brain character mm-hmm. where you can set up a lot of crazy stuff. But and then if we're talking about Byleth, you know, I feel like she got massively buffed yeah, from her game. Four relics, four heroes relics that are wielded at the same time at their full power. Like they don't turn her into a demonic beast despite having the crest. That, know, might help. That, that might help her in this context. I feel like that might help her. Like, yeah, that down B, the the massively powerful down B, super armored out the wazoo. As I was gonna say, the the distance demon. Yeah, like keeping Steve. If if anything's gonna stop Steve, it's keeping keeping him at a distance. At, yeah, at bay. Now, it is a bit hard because Steve is very very crafty, if mm-hmm. if I may say. Aha. Uh, <laughs> because even when he's away from you. He can use that time to gather resources. He can use that time to lay down TNT traps or minecart setups or other crazy combo starters. Mm-hmm. He can place barricades. He can place blocks. He can jump over you in the air. Bile doesn't have that best of mobility. No. You know, she's, despite being able to run Mach 5 around around Garrick Mach, funny. Yeah, uh, flies around. She's now a... I We're kind of switching genders between the two. These two have equally kind of like noticeable... Uh, gender, you know, gender, yeah. gendered characters. So I'm kind of saying he for one sentence and she for the other, but they are very slow in Smash. So yep, they are. So I guess that could be kind of a nerf for Byleth as well. Yeah. But and also, 
she doesn't seem to be fused with Sothis, even though the she has alt skins where she is in the no, Smash ba- trailer. Base. Yeah, in the base. Smash trailer, it's base. So, it's just, so yeah, so nerfed yeah. a little bit there. Too. Nerfed a bit more. Just a mercenary. Uh, I mean, it seems like Violet can summon themselves. True. And also, that's, impre- that's, a, that's a good talent. You know, impressive. Yes. Did they break there out? Were, of... There were four Minecraft skins, though. There was Zombie, Enderman, Alex, and Steve. So maybe is it a four on two? Uh, I don't know because I, I think again, Alex and Steve are way more like again. I, I say again, again. Ugh, I'm I'm melting my brain. Uh, Steve and Alex put like they are a million times stronger than and than a single Enderman or Zombie or Skeleton. Mm-hmm. And for Byleth, I think those skins, if they inherited their true skills, uh, would be toast. But I guess these mobs have the same, now have the same uh, capabilities as Steve, which is interesting. Yes. So I, I don't think so. I think it'd be still one of one v one because these characters again have two, have a lot of different actual character alts for them. Uh, you know, you have Byleth having the two gender versions of itself, and then you have Steve having. The different mobs and Alex. So this is tough. Yeah, because there's not comp- much to go off of compiling all the information. I think I think we'd have to go Steve on this one. I think oh, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and go with with the crafter himself. I gotta find a way to break the tie. Uh... <laughs> I should have Twitter vote, but as I thought of this today, I'm gonna get a coin real quick. We'll flip a coin. Oh wait, did you? Are you going for Byleth? Yes, I have oh, to. Oh god, okay, that's fair. I literally have his amiibo staring at me in the face, so I'm kind of uh, betraying his uh, his watchful eye. But I, I just think Steve would. I don't know. I, I just think Steve, even though he was nerfed from his game, he's just too powerful. Man. Steve is capable of a lot. He's capable of a lot, a lot of things. But also, another thing, punch. another thing in Sonic's favor, I just realized when talking about Mike, he punched Mario into Minecraft. He he punched Mario between dimensions into Minecraft. I mean, I mean, why are we even doing this bracket? I mean, the winner's obvious. <laughs> I was about to say the winner's really obvious. All right. Uh, but we'll get to that point when we, when we get well, there. All right. What do you want? Heads or tails? Uh, I want heads for, for Minecraft, Steve. Steve's moving on. Let's go. Okay. That'll be be an interesting second round matchup. It will. Our third matchup of round one. The supersonic slugger, Captain Falcon. Okay. Versus the silver space wolf, Wolf. I feel like this one's pretty open and shut, to be honest. Are you voting for Wolf? No. Captain Falcon. No. Let's talk notable accomplishments, all right? Okay, achievements in Smash Lord. Achievements in Smash Lord. Falcon was had the privilege, the absolute honor, to be part of the subspace emissary storyline of Super Smash Bros. Brawl, where he was just the most... Aside from Sonic, he was the character that gave the least amount of fucks in Zero. that game, right? So he he just went nuts. Like, he he's the one who, like, saved... You know, his squad from falling a great distance by calling in his ship with a snap of a finger yeah, and using uh, that ship to battle Mecha Ridley. Uh, he was the one who completely disregarded the lives of several Pikmin to destroy one giant raw robot and just slid through them. It wasn't even his attack that killed them. It was his 
flourish at the end that murdered all those lives. All Omar watching from a distance, and he didn't even care. He held the pose. He finished what he started, and he killed all those people, all those Pikmin for nothing. Valued genocide over the common good. Genocide over just getting the job done in the name of style. If that's not a hero, I don't know what is. He also, you know, he, he, with the help of Diddy Kong, stormed a fortress and saved uh, Donkey Donkey Kong, Kong. which was, you know, again, heroic. Very a hero, heroic. A hero. Uh, he was trying to atone for his sins of the previous cutscene. <laughs> uh, but, again, Smash Brothers lore, going outside the social standards, Captain Falcon is probably more well-known for Smash than his actual game. 100%. Like, he probably has one of the fan... Like, Ganondorf, Ganondorf is a copy. One of Nintendo's own, own characters is a copy of Captain Falcon. Like, that's how much of an influence he has on this reality. Also the, had the also had the honor of being in the original roster. Yes, of course. That one As of the unlockable characters. characters. Yes, and the Falcon Punch. I mean, nothing even needs to be said about that. No, just g- sh- reality bending powers essentially. Cool, coolest final smash just snaps his finger and runs you over just with his car. Absolutely commits roadside he, he, terror. He gets he gets mute city banger. I mean, I, exactly. There's yeah. not much left to talk about here. Wolf, as far as it's competitive lore, top tier character, but Smash Lord, I don't even makes an appearance in Subspace Emissary. Like, I don't know how to unlock yeah, he, him. He does not. He does not make a, an appearance in the story. Him that and Toon Link. Link. Yeah. yeah, him and Toon Link are the only two that don't make an appearance. Awkward, and Jigglypuff. Whatever. Jigglypuff also yeah. does not. Uh, also notable, Wolf cut from Smash Four roster. True. Yes, Falcon Captain is there. Falcon's the never time. been cut. Yeah, and, and we gotta we gotta talk about like Captain Falcon is probably the most stylish. Oh my god, not even close. Having the most disrespectful combos uh, in Smash history. Yeah, it's... it's, it's he's it's, just... He's on another level. He's an icon we, of the game that he's, he's not just, even originating from. He's just ripped as shit, too. He wears he, a t- just a tight suit on purpose, just to show you how ripped he is. I was about to say, he also out-ate Kirby in oh my the god. In, oh my in god. noodle shop trailer. Yeah, okay, yeah, this one's over. It's Captain Falcon. It's, it's Captain Falcon all the way. Yeah, alright. And our final one. A battle that actually took place. We had the champion of Hyrule, Link. Okay. Versus captain of Lady Palutena's guard, yeah. Pit. All right. Let's talk about... The, talk this about is that. the one we have the most context for, for this sure. This is true. This is true. Because we've seen... They were both in Sosei Cemetery, both very early on as well. Yes. So they have a lot of, a lot of stuff uh, to go over. Pit in Smash, way cooler than Pit in... In his home game, he's way more competent in in this in these games. Like when I first got Smash, because that was the first exposure I had to Pit, I, I thought he was so badass. Yeah, you know he was a, he, you know he was brandishing his dual wield swords that could turn into a bow. Oh, you're he's not like, the only, you're not the only one. I think a lot of people's first introduction to Pit was Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's like he was sniping people left and right. He was fucking awesome. And then I saw his own game. He can't even read. He's a he's basically <laughs> a child. Like. It was just a weird wake-up call to, to just go from brawl to... <laughs> I can't go to his own game. This motherfucker's illiterate. Like, I don't know <laughs> what he can do. I was going to say, Link can't speak, but he can sure as hell read. So, yeah. Pal put on his slippers in the morning. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> and this guy's the captain? <laughs> like, I was about to say, you know, Pitt's an angel. He's got wings sprouting out of his back. He can't even fly on his own. He needs Palutena to grant him flight. He's not even the coolest angel in Smash Bros. anymore. It's true. He's not. He's not even close. He might be the yeah. lamest, actually. With I know, right? You got Dark Pit too. Just Edge Lord McGee. 
But we're talking about Smash Lore. Yes. So in Brawl, again, pretty badass. Uh, he's, you know, he kind of does that crazy skydive from, from uh, uh, what's the what's his home place called again? Sky World, right? Sky World. Yep. Yeah. He does that crazy? You know, he's watching over the battle. He's like, you know, super excited seeing Mario and Kirby. As soon as he sees that subspace, jumps right into action, grabs his bow. Yeah. No, doesn't even think twice. Skydives down. He he does that crazy awesome thing where he like just lifts his arm and just falls back. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. Skydivers. So badass. Super cool. He and he teams up with Mr. Video Game himself. He does to take on the subspace uh, and the Terry. He makes some great uh, allies along the way. Uh, he pursues the uh, ancient minister like really ag- aggressively as well. Uh, where Mario couldn't even like really land a scratch on him. He's the one who's like going in after him. He he stomps on Mario. He footstools Mario in a cutscene oh. to try to get to the ancient minister. He does. He's disrespectful. Just abs- disrespect. Got to respect that. Because you know sure, we just I had Captain that. Falcon as a as a as a bar to, to look for. I, I I need I need some I need some uh, confidence and a little bit of an edge, and Pitt definitely brings that to the table when it comes to a fighter. In brawl, yes, yeah, for sure. Specific. In brawl, I think those are the main things because he's also he also went toe to toe with Link and Yoshi, depending on which uh, route Died. you took. Yeah, uh, and depending on which route you took, he won. Like he and Mario yeah. beat Link and Yoshi uh, in that fight. Very much a toss-up, though. Depending, again, all, all then again, based. we have a cannon loss at the hands of Link in the Palutena Reveal trailer. Oh, he absolutely lost that battle. Got absolutely decimated by Link. Link owned that entire fight, was never on the back foot. No, ever. <laughs> completely screwed him up. Pitt's trying to talk his shit, and Link's just staring him down. It's it's rough. It's, it's an ugly watch. It's yeah, an ugly the, look for Pitt. The only time that Pitt even had a sliver of advantage is when he cut off Link's hook shot. Yeah. But... As, but as soon as he did that, Link ran up on him and just gut kicked him. Oh my god! A mile away. Didn't even know Link could land a leg kick, but God, did he kick him like thir- say, kicked him like thirty yards? Not even part of his actual moveset in the game, but he just destroyed him. And then had the audacity to throw a boomerang at this. Yeah, guy's didn't even head. finish the job himself. He was like, you know what? This kid is so worn down right now. This boomerang could yeah. totally could kill him. So, yeah, but, and then and then he took on Lady Palutena right after, by the looks of it, and Dark Pitch. Just took them all on. Yeah. Uh, I think he might have lost, though. Against Palutena. Against Palutena. I mean, Palutena is a god, so, you know. True. I mean, look. Kind of like that, taking on Hylia, I guess. Yeah, no no shame in there. If, if yeah, Link we'll talk did. about Link now. We'll talk about Link. Okay. Uh, from... A lot of the same, to be honest. Yeah. We didn't see too much of him in Brawl, at least not, like, notable crazy stuff like we saw with Pitt. Pulls the Master uh, Sword out instantly. His first yeah, scene the instantly. He has Navi by his side, I realized. He does. Only later, which was cool, because I never played Ocarina when I played Brawl, yeah. so I didn't really know what that fairy was. But he has Navi with him, which is pretty cool. Uh, also of note, Pitt did take on that entire like first wave of subspace army by himself in Skyworld. He did. He, did. That, he basically very... defended Skyworld by himself, which is pretty great. Yeah, but, then he found Mario. Yeah, Link, yeah, I think Mario. Link finds Yoshi. He fight. They fight their way around... I can't hear any notable cutscenes with him though, besides the Mario, like the yeah, no, that's the only notable one I think. The fight with Mario and Pit. Yeah. Shit. Oh, not- oh, he he does um he does snipe the shit out of DDD's um he is the one who snipes DDD's uh sh- truck oh, like, like one of both. Oh yeah, like the Wario mobile that DDD stole. Yeah, he just he just takes it out with one like one flimsy arrow, which is perfect that's, shot. That is true. He had that that pinpoint accurate shot as well. He did. But I think more people had better use in that fight. Like Kirby, like sliced off the hand and also revived three people in midair. Yeah, so, 
Uh, Kirby, if Kirby was on this bracket, we wouldn't even be talking. Uh, Kirby would be automatically in the finals. Yeah. Honestly, this is not going how I thought at all, but only going off of Smash Bros. lore, even though he has that one really, like, public and embarrassing loss to Link, I think Pitt might take this one. Oh, no. No chance. I, I think that... No chance? No, even in the context of... And you look, if we're going from... The only... Link in Smash Bros. Lord now had just got a complete do-over. With it's the, it's true. Link Link had a lot of love. He got turned to his Breath of the Wild uh, yeah. alt, and he you know gained the only thing, the only thing the only thing Pick got upgraded was his um Final Smash, which is definitely better than the one he had in um Brawl. Yeah, like he also had his side B buffed from like the just yeah. the the yeah yeah like the uh what was it the spinning blade move yeah but to his like gauntlet of fire. Listen, Pitten, Pitten, Sosui's emissary, he definitely carries a lot of the burden there early on. But, I mean, I, I, it literally, the fight is on camera. Like, we saw it happen. Link won pretty handedly. And that wasn't even Breath of the Wild Link. I don't know what Breath of the Wild Link would do to this poor guy. I was about to say, Breath of the Wild Link might, might brutalize and him. And then... Pitt was doing so bad that Palatina sent his ass into the sky afterward. He's like, it's get true. out of here. He's like, get out of my care. way. You're just a nuisance. I will take care of this. Man, they really downgraded Pitt from, from that Brawl. Was a, that was a rough look for Pitt. It was. that I was going to say, that's a stain on his record forever, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's uh, rough. It's true. Even in the context of outside of Smash, Link is far more... Or, sorry, outside of the story of Smash. Link is far more used uh, than, than Pitt is... Uh, also, we can talk about this because they were actually in that same cutscene together. Link was able to block Gleam's light beams oh, with yeah. his with his shield. He was able to block a few of them before. Yeah, finally and without Palatina, Pit's just useless. He just falls out of the sky. Yeah, like Palatina granted Pit and Dark Pit flight so that they could run. Like they just ran away. They couldn't yeah, do not anything. fight back. Yeah, and then Palatina got taken out. As soon as she got taken out, useless. They both fell and plummeted and in, right into two beams. Yep, gone. All right. Yeah, out of here. I think Link. Yeah, moving Link on. Link has more recent triumphs that really yes. destroy Pitt's reputation yeah. in Brawl. Ever since that, ever since that Palutena reveal, it was just downhill for Pitt when it comes to in context versus Link. Even in Brawl, like we have Link and Zelda taking on Ganon, Ganondorf, yeah. uh, right before the Great Maze, and like Ganondorf's like about to strike again, and Link just doesn't give a fuck. He just points to the great maze and they just mm -hmm. walk right by him don't even yep. care they turn their back to him they know they're not gonna he's not gonna do anything so. dude we we defeated defeated you for centuries like just stop it as i say that that's pretty badass so yeah you know what i think the hero i think the hero takes this all one. right sonic versus steve i think okay. it's an easy let's, i think it's an easy let, one let's give this i was about to say let's give this a hypothetical right if sonic okay. is able to punch someone into minecraft what does he do in Minecraft? No, it, it's it's he might have control over that entire like dimensional gateway, you know? <laughs> he just controls the flow. <laughs> like if he's able to dictate when someone enters Minecraft. If he's able to punch characters into different IPs. Like imagine the power that he has yet to to show us. He he might be the yeah, they're they're keeping him <laughs> nerfed on purpose. As I say they're they're holding him back to generate hype. Sakurai showed us a, a sliver of his power, sending Mario, Mister Video Game himself, into the block game. Yeah, <laughs> but I... I don't know. Like, I don't think Steve has shown any iota of of skill close to that. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. 
So I think I think, I think Sonic, Sonic easy. On. Yeah, I, I think, think Sonic. Sonic I think Sonic easy. And then Captain Falcon versus Link. That one's a bit trickier. For sure. I still I mean, this one's closer, but I still think there's a clear winner. I think so too. I think it's got to be Falcon, man. I think so too. Yeah, like in the I context agree. of Smash, it's Falcon, baby. Like it's show Captain me your Falcon. moves. He's got. He's also got the most iconic taunts. Oh yeah. Like the most quotable taunts in Smash as well. Oh yeah. Him and Sonic are actually pretty tight on that. Like between like you're too slow and you know show me your moves. I, I think Falcon's got this one in the bag. I'm gonna try to make the case for Link. You're gonna so, try to make the case for Link. I, I agree with you. So Falcon's in the final, but I'm just thinking of a case for Link here, just to make it interesting. Because right. we, we talked about the scenes, you know. Yeah, we already we already kind of broke everything down. Like just to put it in subspace, it's not even close. Falcon holds way more of a light than Link does. Yeah. But subspace on, so past brawl, defeats de- literally defeats another character who has power in Pit. He defeats him. Walks in this, walks into, walks into Skyworld and kicks his ass. Yeah, gets a reamped in Brawl, or not Brawl, Ultimate, Ultimate. Uh, and that's really all I got. Uh, Captain Falcon. Uh, also for Captain Falcon, in the scene where all the Rob bots are about to blow up the bombs, and then you know everyone's oh, trying to yeah, like rip them right. off the bombs. He has, you know, he's got the strategic mind. He's like, this is pointless. Like even Let's Samus is here. trying but fruitlessly, like failing. He's got, like, all right, I'm calling my ship. Let's get the hell out of here yeah, immediately. You, you morons need to just follow my lead. He is the yeah. leader of that ragtag team. He is, yeah. For that escape plan, God, he to totally play, is. I need to play in this area. That's so, it, it's really it's fun. so good. They need to bring that back. But I our, think Falcon. our final is a tough one. Sonic versus Cat and Falcon. Oh, man. Both the MB, <laughs> the MVPs of Subspace Emissary, seemingly. Truly, yeah. I mean, Falcon... And, the, yeah. And the, the two coolest characters in Subspace Emissary. Also, Falcon was also part of that uh, that assault on the uh, on like the Doom ship or whatever the hell Bowser and the Halberd. Yeah, he was one of the ships that was like do- dodging and weaving, trying to get to transporting people. To oh, get yeah. To... Oh, the giant cannon. That's right. Yeah, the giant cannon ship. Um, uh, yeah, he was. Kirby, he was. Kirby was, he was here. piloting. Well, pilot, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kirby versus every character we listed. I think I'm still going Kirby. Yeah, but, but assuming he was flying, like he he's the reason. Again, he saved those guys' asses. Did whoever was in his ship, he he totally was like had their lives in their hands, and he no pressure. Totally just went through with it, and uh, and got them into the uh, into the final the final frontier. Yes. So uh, it's hard. It's, it's tough. Really hard because. Sonic's dimensional mastery, seemingly, over different realms of sending people to Minecraft is pretty hard to beat. But can he out can he outstrength Captain Falcon? Because I, I don't know. I think Falcon holds the definite edge over Sonic outside of Smash story. Yeah. Because, you know, he's universally loved, essentially. Just oh, yeah. for his his style, his disrespect, swagger. His just, just absolute swagger on the battlefield. And in subspace, he does obvious... I feel... I would say that he does more than Sonic does. Yeah, he's... No, so, for sure. Sonic's in there for 10 minutes. Uh, I know, I know. I just meant, minutes. like... I meant, like, the impact that he has. Oh, yeah. Saves Donkey Kong. Uh, tells Olimar to quit being a little bitch. Kills his entire race. <laughs> kills his entire uh, helpers. Get, saves saves the gang. Pikachu, Samus, Donkey Kong. All of them from Meta Ridley. Gets them from all Meta, out of there. Yeah. 
uh, flies them to that giant cannon, as you just said, and all and does it all with the most just badass look. Just the absolute badassery that you would expect. Yep. Uh, I would be surprised. I would wonder how he would do on the how like during the halberd missions because that's probably the craziest part of the game. Yeah, uh, I feel like if he was there, he would trivialize it though. You know, like, it's like Peach and it's, Zelda it's, and it's Snake Peach, and Meta Seek, uh, yeah, Fox, uh, Meta Knight, Lucario, and Snake. Yeah, it's quite the team. <laughs> yeah, that is quite the team, but I don't know. I think Falcon really. I, don't know, I think Falcon really pulled his weight in emissary. You know, Sonic. Sonic really screwing up Taboo, like, that's a lot of points in a single oh, yeah. action. They were about but to die again. It's true, they were, and that, but I think, like, Falcon's combined actions in the Subspace Emissary might might edge it out. They might, too. I don't know. I, I don't know. E- even, like, you know, there are, there are videos on YouTube about two Falcon punches uh, colliding at the same time. Obviously, they're jokes, but, you know, consistently in many videos, it's just like it breaks their computer or something explodes or something like that. So I think that move also has some some reality bending powers. So if if Sonic's forward smash and Falcon's Falcon punch collided, I I feel like that would be the end of us all. It just wipes out the human race. Resets. It just resets the timeline. Yeah. This is tough. I think... I think it would also be appropriate for for okay. Falcon to win, for Falcon to be the face of Smash. I think know? so too. I think I, that's yeah. the most appropriate way to to end this. I think Falcon, you know, Falcon even though Sonic going. has like, you know, he's got Sonic's got Sonic's like the cheap tricks guy of Smash. Like he's got the yeah. cheap tricks, comes to the last second, totally unnecessary when, you know, totally unnecessarily like prolonging the the suffering of these characters. While Falcon, you know honest worker committed a little bit of murder uh but you know made up for it in the end was saving everybody uh multiple times I, I think a little bit of murder a little bit of murder on those pikmin uh but i think i think falcon has the edge over sonic here in in his smash power just a little bit i think so too i falcon i mean a uh, smash bros legend really original roster just yeah. a noticeable look, like has like coolest taunts, coolest. He's just so cool. His coolness alone like gets him to the final. And Sonic, yeah. another cool. Sonic, Sonic's all about cool, but yeah. it's something that Falcon beats him out in that. Yeah, like Smash. yeah, it's. I think Cotton Falcon's a good, a deserving champion, a very yeah, deserving despite, champion. Yeah, and despite Sonic really not getting a lot this year, uh, even last year, he, he gets the runner-up, which is. Yeah. I I think you know even though he's been shafted a lot. Falcon literally has not had a game in in decades or in yeah. a decade. So yeah, I think so, if anything, he deserves to be the king of Smash. Listen, a third party rep from Sega taking runner up is no no small feat. That's no very small feat at all. He has had oh, we also gotta talk about I just realized I forgot. This is another point towards Sonic, but I still don't think it edges it out. Sonic definitely had the edge over Falcon in the Galeem fight. Oh yeah, because Sonic tried to save <laughs> Pikachu. Sonic tried to save Pikachu. Falcon, fuck this! <laughs> Falcon was like, "Screw this! I'm out of here!" Dude, fuck that! And he just saw everyone getting decimated. He's like, "I'm out of here." Now we don't know if maybe Falcon like was gonna <laughs> get go- to try and drive and try to help some other people escape. Sacrifice just right and strives right into the gleam. Yeah, he 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 tries to jump. He, 
to the very end, he tries to be cool by doing like a one-handed like into the car and gets eviscerated in the air. He's like, "I'm going out. I'm going out cool." Well, yeah, I forgot Sonic, about that. Yeah, seemingly in 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 contrast to his earlier brawl actions, reaches his hand out to Pikachu, but is just you know in in a desperate move to save him. But it's just somehow it's just Pikachu somehow Pikachu was keeping up with Sonic, but we'll let that go. Sonic was slowing down to help him. Yeah. I remember when when that when that first trailer that first cutscene came out that was what a lot of people were talking about. Oh yeah, how Sonic good, tried to save guy, Pikachu. Good guy, good Sonic. Cat, yeah. Cat Bong was like, "I'm out of here. No thanks." Yeah. <laughs> just a complete role reversal from everything we've been talking about. Yeah, this. it's true. It is. So yeah, point to Sonic there, but not point enough to Sonic to, there, but I don't think enough to beat out. Would you rather? But would you rather go out cool or go out trying to help a friend? I mean, I was yeah. to say, would you rather go out <laughs> trying to look your best or go out? Trying in to be failure, in failure because yeah, Sonic in failure, failed. Yeah, Sonic failed so. to save Pikachu because Pikachu died before Sonic. So, Cat and Falcons are champions. Falcon wins. Falcon wins. Do you want to even do the Smash Bros. things bracket, or do you just want to call it a day? Oh, shit, we've been leading up to it. Oh, we I mean, I feel like this now. is a really fitting end of the episode, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Would you rather die being cool or fail? <laughs> or fail trying to be generous. Or fail trying to be generous. I I think that we should save Smash Bros. I think we should leave it on a cliffhanger for Smash Bros. Okay. Things. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna that way people that I'm gonna way t- you guys, you guys, audience, have a have an incentive to come back. Unbeatable <laughs> of the two pictures. Would you rather die being cool than die doing something? Die failing to save your friend. Die failing, but die failing doing a nice gesture. Oh man! All right. Uh, okay. man, all right. Yeah. So Pokemon Snap, Corp Talk, and and Falcon and, versus and Sonic for the Falcon reality bending Sonic. power of Smash Bros. And a great episode, in my opinion. A very good episode. Uh, but with that being said. Oh shit! Thank you guys so much for for making it this far in the episode. If indeed you are still still here, uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, we've been seeing the the numbers on the podcast steadily grow, and man, it's a sight to see. Definitely didn't expect it going into this, but man, it, it's just really cool to see you guys uh, uh, embracing our content that we that we love doing. Uh, it is almost it's getting to be almost Kobe's birthday month, so you know the <laughs> best birthday present I think you could give him, in my opinion is uh is um leaving a leaving a review oh. of the podcast i would sacrifice my birthday cake for to get some reviews and some <laughs> to get some feedback on yes. on apple podcast help us get way. help us get in that algorithm people i was about to say leave, leave a rating tell us what you think about the podcast tell us what you think we should do better what you think that we're doing well on uh why you think sonic is more strong or stronger, rather, words. Or why you would rather die being cool. Or why you would rather French. go out being cool than failing to be yes. nice. Yes. Yes. Uh, these are these are things you need to consider when this doing is, these reviews. I feel like this conversation is getting out of control. Uh, but yeah, any. any hey, clip? also, it's, this is the last podcast from my room. I yeah, mean, this come is. On, leave yeah, one. Leave on. one review. One of For, you, please. To help Colby cope with his with his. The new life he's about to walk. You into. guys are never gonna see these blue walls again. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say we're gonna be, we'll be doing a couple episodes from from your temporary housing. Oh my god! <laughs> before, shit. I guess before we go back to college, actually. 
Yeah, no, you'll uh, you'll I'll be doing episodes from uh, my grandma's like closet. Uh, no, <laughs> you'll get better I'll, sound quality in there. Yeah, I'll be in North Carolina one week to help move stuff in, so I might do an episode down there in my dad's apartment where he's currently staying, and then I'll be back up in the back up in the closet, and then I'll be back down in my new room. It's gonna oh, be yeah, a whirlwind. I was gonna say you'll have the you'll have the room to yourself. Yeah, it's gonna. I be, mean, technically, you had the room to yourself last year too. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a whirlwind for me as far as getting these episodes out. We're gonna get them out, damn it. Yeah. Uh, oh shit, I'm gonna be in my apartment. Oh my god. With the boys that are gonna distract me, probably. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta hang up all your yeah, hang up all that fan art, baby. Yeah, all the fan art that that Colby is graciously. I'm gonna have to like do a Twitter drop of like how much art this man has given me over over the holidays and birthdays that we've had. I go all in. <laughs> he literally made me feel i'm going all out for you this time like i've literally got it in the bag this time and if you guys at home want to go out leave a fucking review (laughs) rating please all right any other closing remarks before we let the good people get on with their day if you have any other bracket ideas uh you can hit us up with uh the social links down with the social links down below uh twitter instagram gmail uh private accounts if you want to do that way dms are as always open and ready for communicating if you guys want to reach out as tyler said earlier thank you so much for helping grow the show it means a lot to us <laughs> episode 90 next week that's wild shit you're like, right literally 10 weeks away from 100 which is wild that's so just wild close. to think that 10 weeks from now this podcast will have been a part of our lives for 100 straight weeks that's that's kind of crazy but i mean hey i I'm glad it's been done. Yeah, I yeah, it's it was a risk worth taking, and it's it's just been a lot of fun, and you guys are a big reason why. So thank you guys so much for helping grow the show. Tyre, you can take us out. All right, well, like Colby said, thank you so much for watching. Uh, check out the social media links down below. Uh, summon for Fallen Edelgard if you have Fire Emblem Heroes. Yes, do that. And go on and play some games today, gamers, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one, gamers.